0: Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter here with my colleague, Dale Lolly. Dale, it's a calm Wednesday in Steeler Nation. Calm. 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 The calm. The, 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 Collected. The, the skies are partly cloudy. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. The Steelers are doing OTAs. And Ben Roethlisberger just talked for the first time. This, you know, the, you know now in the new season for the 2021 year and Dale the, Ben has mastered the art of saying what he wants to get out there without saying the things that, you know, that you with, without without saying things that are too revealing or too over the top at times, because, you know, he said like he was talking about, you know, Matt Canada's offense and this and that. And there was the sense. There was a the tongue-in-cheek part where he was just kind of like, "Oh yeah, everything's going to be different," you know. Even though he's like, "Okay, yeah, there are some things I do. not I'm not going to understand." Yeah, that was that was
1: that was sarcastic, Ben. Right. Like so. I, I listen. Is like some people thought he was being serious.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's I not mean, what I thought. Yeah. You
1: have to. You have to speak, Ben. That's that's the thing. And you have to understand when he's being sarcastic. He has a different sense of humor. He does. And yeah, he was being sarcastic. There's not going to be a completely different offense. No it's going to have some different wrinkles it has different verbiage mm-hmm. but they call things differently as you said we have the same formations there first of all people need to understand you're not reinventing the wheel here right there are only so many things that you can do it in the context of of having 11 guys on the field one of them being a quarterback you're not you're not coming up with some oh look at that formation isn't that genius no football has been around for a hundred years. Right. Like, you know, unless you're going you know, to you go back to the single wing or something, you know, I, you know <laughs> it's all been done before. Mm-hmm. It's like music, you know, uh, you know, Chris, you played in a band. There are only so many notes, right. You know, so, only so many
0: chords, there's only so, right. many, so many scales that you can work with. How but, are you putting
1: them back? To, how are you putting them together? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that can be a little different. You can mm-hmm. tweak some things, but they're, you know, the, the notes themselves don't change. You're still lining up with 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 you know two or three wide receivers and a tight end and a running back and a quarterback and five offensive linemen. Yeah, that doesn't change. So you know what you do off of those things, how you play that note, that can change a little bit. What you call the tune mm-hmm. can change a little bit, but the the, the song itself is still music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, no matter how you kind of parse it together. Now, is it good music? Is it bad music? Right. Uh, that depends on who's listening to it. It's, you know, it's 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 all subjective, you know, much like everything else in life.
0: Yeah, that's the whole thing here is that. Also, on top of this, it's something that you've always said. It's not the X's and the O's. It's the Jimmys and the Joes. Because it don't matter if you got the greatest score. You could you have ads from Stevie could, <laughs> Wonder on the sheet music. You could have all the right lyrics. But if you sound like Fergie at the all at the NBA All Star Game if trying to sing like, the national if, anthem, yeah, you're you, sound suck, like Rose, man. you
1: sound like Roseanne Barr singing the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, just if, if you if you don't got the pipes, and then back bringing our analogy back to football, if you still stink, it don't matter if you got Bill Belichick and the ghost of Tom Landry and Chuck Noll and Dick LeBeau all on your team, you're still going to suck. And even Chuck Noll said that when he when he first got to the Steelers, he said first thing he said was hey most of y'all ain't gonna be here soon because you're just frankly not good and then that's just that's how it is sometimes but there are ways to maximize certain skill sets and yes and, and one thing that we acknowledged was yes, the Steelers didn't have a balance last year, but they didn't have the players to establish the balance. You could only work with Benny Snell and James Conner and Anthony McFarland running the ball, but for so long before teams were like, that's okay, that's how we shut them down. That's why they went and got a Najee Harris. So the real changes that'll actually happen will be the fact that Ben Roethlisberger can look behind him and say, that guy's pretty good back there. I'm going to let him get this third and one and not fret about it as much if if the Steelers are successful this year, and that will be the change, it won't be you know this secret code that came up and you know you're 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 playing like like little giants and it's the fumble Ruski. It won't be secret <laughs> plays like that. It, it's gonna it's gonna be they're using this new talent they brought to the offense in a different way that we haven't seen for the past couple of years because they ain't had a talent like that since Le'Veon Bell.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I, again, I, I look back a couple of months ago. Uh, in 2017, the last year that they had Le'Veon Bell, uh, they were 15th in rushing attempts in the league. Um, they tried to run the football. They they ran the football. They're never going to be top 10, right, in rushing attempts because their quarterback's not going to run the football, right. So you know the idea is to get is, is to be is to have the threat of running the football mm-hmm. and be, be effective running the football. That changes everything if teams now have to respect that you may run the football and run it effectively on third and one or third and two, we're first and 10. yeah, It changes the complexion of how they defend you. It changes the way they defend you. Um, you know, now maybe you're not seeing as much uh, you know, press man because, Oh, Hey, if we press, if we press up here and they, and, and, and all of a sudden uh, nausea Harris breaks into our secondary. Ooh. We're in trouble if everybody's we, got their back we got, turned.
0: We, we got <laughs> nobody to help, and, and and see that's the whole thing here. The other thing is is when you talk about the balance, it's that it, it's simply having that balance that to, the forcing of a defense to commit to, <laughs> to a respect
1: dismission. both, yeah, right. to respect the run and the pass. Nobody has respected the Steelers' running game the last three years. They just haven't.
0: They just haven't. And and the, again, that's not to say that James Conner stinks. It just means that hey, you ain't all that. You know, he wasn't a lead
1: back. He's not right. a lead back in the, in the NFL. He's just right. not. He's a nice complimentary piece.
0: He's a nice complimentary. And he can come in and give you a couple good starts. But if yeah. you ask a whole season of him, he ain't going to give you what Ezekiel Elliott gives people. What's right. Saquon Barkley or Christian McKeown There's a, a reason
1: why those guys are drafted in the first round.
0: Exactly. And there's a reason they went and got Najee Harris. And, and, and again... When you're like when I break down film, Dale, one of the one of the things I love to do is see can can you get can you force a defensive player to a decision? Can you look at the force this linebacker to say I'm going to sit on the run or I'm going to back off on the pass and then can you then exploit their decision to do that because they've then compromised one of their roles on the team? But when they can sort of just sit on sit on one thing because they're like, "You know what? Even if I don't commit to stopping the run, we're going to because you're just not good enough at that." Right. That's when the problem was coming. That's, and that's and, and that's, that's what, what happened late last year. That's what
1: happened the second half of last season. Everybody figured out that hey, we don't need to respect this Steelers' running game. We can commit we can put 10 guys within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage and stop their running game and oh, oh by the way, also gum up their passing game mm-hmm. because we don't have to respect their running game. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they if the linebackers have to respect the running game, those short those short passes are still effective. Right. But when the linebackers are dropping back into those into those passing lanes because they have no respect for the Steelers' running game, we see what happens. We saw what happened.
0: How many times did we see pass rushers just stand up at the line of scrimmage and just look for Ben's pass? And yeah. they, they, and you can't do that because here's the thing: when you're standing up, when you're looking, when you're just keeping, you know, when you look, give up your your positioning and you just stand straight up and you're putting your hands up, you're compromising your body. If that's a run, you're screwed when you do that because the offensive yeah. lineman you're at position allowing you.
1: They're gonna they're gonna shove you out of the way, they're gonna create lanes, right? And you're so getting pancaked,
0: yeah. and that's the thing is when you if the Steelers can bring that back, and that's also why Adrian Clem and the offensive line are talking about getting more physical, run through their face, pancake block, do those things, exert exert control at the at the line of scrimmage, that'll stop them from doing that. And then the thing is is that as much as people hated those short passes last year, they will open up if now you're hurting the, teams yeah. that way.
1: Now, all of a sudden, they're effective again. Think back to the early part of last year, first six games of the year when the Steelers were averaging 129 yards rushing per game. Yep. That was why. Teams adjusted to what they were doing, and the Steelers were unable to adjust to anything differently because they didn't have the players to do it. Right. They, did, they had the players to do what they were doing and be effective doing so. What they didn't have was the players to make the adjustment after the other teams adjusted.
0: Exactly completely agree there um we're gonna take a quick break there's more things that ben roethlisberger talked about that i want to get at here with dale because they play into some things of the national narrative what the steelers can't can and can't do we'll talk about that right here on the lolly steelers podcast right after this Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. Uh, You can check out all the DK's PittsburghSports.com podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Remember to leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Helps out all of our shows. 66 to 87, the the podcast to be named later. Pirates, the Young Bucks for the Pirates podcasts. Um, the Pit Podcast, every Penn State, everything. We got a lot of great stuff. Um, we also get a, the occasional exclusive. We had a great podcast on the Robert Morris hockey situation. Go check out all, all of that on our podcast platform that you can that you can listen to for free. Um, but we're, let's get back to Ben Roethlisberger talk here with Dale Lally. Now, Dale, one thing that Ben also talked about was. You know how his elbow feels or how his arm feels, because the question that's been that's been posed is, can he hit the deep ball and can he do this? And he's in like you know, PFF is making jokes about, oh, he 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 can only throw two yard passes to Najee Harris on 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 Twitter. But the fact of the matter is that when you go back and you look at the end of the season, it wasn't that he was incapable of hitting the deep ball. It's just that there were times I think he should have done it more. And there were times he threw it when it was highly contested by the other team. But if you have a better balance, that's when the deep ball opens up more and you don't need to throw a 50 yard rope in the perfect spot. You can trust a, a speedy player and a tall player like Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson, that they're going to get enough space that you can put it there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, one of the, th- the other things that they were doing a lot of you know last year um, a lot of the deeper passes they were throwing were low percentage passes right. down the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So that okay, okay, so either you know it was going to be uh, a completion, an incompletion, or you know it was going to go out of bounds. It wasn't going to be an interception. Um, you know, I think go back and watch the second half against the Colts uh, when Roethlisberger was throwing the football down the field, down the middle of the field. He was attacking the deep down the you know against that Colts defense which is trying to play some, you know, cover two concepts and things of that nature. He was threading the ball down the field uh, and and attacking that defense. Look at the second half against the Browns in the playoffs. Yes. I know they lost the football game, but he was, he was, you know, driving the football down the field. Um, I do think that there were, you know, maybe there was maybe a little bit of uh, you know, fatigue with his arm. He talked about it today how he threw more last offseason than he's ever thrown because he's trying to rehab his arm. Right. So you're throwing a thousand passes a day or, or you know, 500 passes, however, however many it was, he's throwing a heck of a lot more than he ever typically does in an offseason. So, you know, when you're an older guy that does tend to catch up with you, think about pitchers who work on pitch counts. You don't see 38 year old pitchers go out and put up and put up 300 innings in a season. Right. You just don't see that. Mm -hmm. In the case of what Ben Roethlisberger was asked to do last year, he kind of did. That's the the analogy there. He averaged over 40 pass attempts per game. He had averaged the highest number of pass attempts per game in the league uh, last year Mm -hmm. uh, at at 38, coming back off of an elbow injury because they couldn't run the football. To get back to the subject again that we talked about in the last segment, and they couldn't run the football because they didn't have legitimate running backs. Um, So I do think that there'll be some benefit to him uh you know this year uh I, I noted in my column today or i should say yesterday that we heard mike tomlin a couple of times last year in training camp when he was asked about hey how's ben look it looks like he's throwing the ball on well. he says well i'm not seeing the spiral quite as tight as i'm used to mm-hmm. he said it a couple of different times he did and you know he wasn't spinning the ball the way we're used to seeing ben roethlisberger spin the football He's one of the he's one of the great throwers of all time of the football. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, you know, and so I think I think that comes back a little bit this year, a little bit more. He's, he's you know, over a year removed from his surgery. Uh, you know, now any kind of doubts that he had in his head uh, and you're, you're always going to have doubts when you've had a major surgery like that is it, just going to come back. You know, is my ACL? We heard Zach Banner talk about it last week. You know, part of the thing that you have to get over when you've had a major injury like that is the realization that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can move forward. I can play again. My ACL is not going to snap again. Like it did on me last year Right. for Roethlisberger. It's uh, I can throw the football. I can really cut it loose. And those, those ligaments that I tore in my, in my elbow aren't going to pop out, out again, which right. is what happened to him two years ago. So yeah, I mean, you, you see it. I can remember watching Joe Flacco the first year he came back from his torn ACL and every time, and you can see this a lot with quarterbacks, mm-hmm who are coming back off of ACLs, they're kind of, they don't, they they get uh, happy feet in the pocket. Right. Um, They throw the football and they pick that leg up. The one that was hurt. They don't want anybody falling into it because they don't trust it yet. Well, I think Roethlisberger now trusts his arm. Uh, He trusts what, you know, what, what, you know, he knows, what it is like he he threw enough passes last year. These, okay, this thing's going to be good moving forward. I don't have to worry about letting one rip here and and the elbow ripping out on me again, like it did before. So now he can just go out and play and he doesn't have to throw all the passes that he did last off season to get the, to get to the point where he's, where he's reached at like, okay, I'm good. I, I, I you know, I went out and threw my, you know, 50 passes today in practice. That's good. I'm fine. He'll be on a pitch count now because you want to take care of that arm now. Whereas last year you had to kind of build it up to the point where, you know, he was able to, to play a full season. And in doing that, I think he kind of fatigued him a little bit for late in the year.
0: I agree. And, and, and again, because when we saw them in the, in the first, when they were on that 11 game win streak in those first eight to nine games, he, you know he was, he was hitting it. I mean, I, I think at one point I calculated during the, during the 11 game win streak, I think he had what, 25 touchdowns and six interceptions, I mean, that, that was that, that I'll take that pace all day from my quarterback. Um, you know, especially when you got a defense like the Steelers have, the problem was at the, towards the end of the season, that flipped back around on him and he, and he started throwing more interceptions and, you know, he, he I think he, he threw what four in the last five games. Um, uh, and then he threw four more in the, in the, in the playoffs. So um though that that's the thing is he got to that point and when you get physically fatigued you get mentally fatigued and that's something that that i was writing about during those games i was like in the bills games i'm like hey early on in the season when you know when chase claypool or eric ebron was open against the eagles or the ravens or the titans he was finding them and he was making teams pay the bills they were like they're leaving eric ebron open and triple teaming juju and ben just wasn't seeing it and part of that just might be physical fatigue that he was going through now where I think some people are going with this Dale is okay. Well, well now he's, uh, he's still old. He's even older. So why is he going to get it? But to your point, he hasn't done the, all the rehab work he had to do last year to get to here. So there's that factor in it. And and again, I keep saying this to, to bring this up and I I don't think this is, you know, I I haven't heard anyone else like kind of realize this, but historically over the last 10, 11 seasons, by and large the teams that rank last in either yards per carry or yards per game on the ground they usually finish four and twelve five and eleven you yeah. know there's a couple teams that make the playoffs here and there and it's and especially when they finish it both and it's like it's very rare like the only team that really did really well was the giants who won the super bowl and super bowl was at 44 i think it was the second one um uh, the, the second time around with the uh, with the with the Patriots uh, for 45 because they 46 it was right after the Packers one um, but it, that was the only team and again they were nine and seven they didn't blow people out they they snuck into the playoffs and then they got hot um but the Steelers were 12 and four with absolutely no running game now you get that same receiving core back you get Ben Roethlisberger back who's most likely going to be better rested, like we're talking about here. His elbow is gonna feel better. You have that run game. The defense does have some interchanging pieces. That's still the thing to talk about is, you know, can't Alex Highsmith bring heat off the edge and mitigate the loss of Bud Dupree. Can they overcome the loss of Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton in the secondary? Those are remaining questions, but if the defense can hold the ground of and play at the level that they were playing last year, even just a little slightly worse, if they're still in the top, t- top 10 defense, and the offense gets that balance. Like, you're looking at a team that's going to be competing, will make the playoffs, and will be most likely fighting for the AFC North crown and one of the better AFC teams.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the people who are writing them off, uh, you know, because of, of what they lost, um, aren't looking at uh, Najee Harris for what he is. Yeah. And you know, I, th- I think you know when you look at, the, uh, at Najee Harris, uh, I think I said this on our show the other day. I don't know that there's a bigger addition in this rookie class than Najee Harris to the team. I don't know if there's a player who will make a bigger impact this year yeah. than what Najee Harris will make to the Steelers, uh, who's not a quarterback. I, I really think that makes a big difference. And you, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, playing into December in, in, in Pittsburgh and in Baltimore and places like that. What do you need to be able to do run the football a little bit? You know, if they can run the ball in, in December, uh you know because he's still you know he's effective uh it it changes the complexion for everything it helps the defense they're on the field for five or ten fewer plays each game they've still got stars on that defense they've still got guys capable of making big plays um I, i still think they're you know a team that's going to compete for the for the division title and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs
0: indeed we will um and again they make those playoffs, you know, it's what, it's what you and I have talked about in all sports. You know, sometimes you can have a great season and things just don't go well from the playoffs. Look at the Penguins. Nobody thought that they'd be able to get a first seed in their division. They won the first seed and they still got ousted in the first round. Does that mean that they suck? No, they had a rough time. They had a rough go. Their goalie fell apart at the wrong time of season and their backup goalie was hurt. You know, circumstances like that happened to so many teams throughout sports history in all sports. So uh, it's hard to
1: win a championship.
0: It's hard to win a championship. And especially because everybody's pros, everybody's got guys, you know, like the teams that are in the playoffs, they, they got, they got a whole bunch of stories and, and hopes and, and dreams and guys that were drafted high too. So that's a, that's a thing to remember. But with Ben Roethlisberger, Dale, I think that you hit it with your five thoughts that this guy does seem to be on a mission. He's, he's heard the, the criticisms and, he talked about how he doesn't want to go out like like, like he didn't want to go out the way he did with, with to the Browns. He didn't want that to be a swan song in the NFL. I think that there's something there to add juice to what the Steelers already have going in the locker room with, with a lot of the young players they've added and maybe make this year a little more special to them than it would have without Ben Roethlisberger.
1: No, I agree completely. And uh, boy, just around the corner now.
0: It seriously is. Thanks again for listening to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly. Uh, you can read all of our work at DKPittsburghSports.com and what Ben Roethlisberger said and analysis of it, all of that right there on the website. Subscribe. We did get, get a ton of work. You can also read all the things we're doing on the Penguins, the Pirates, pit football, basketball. We got a new Pat Pitt basketball recruit. Um, that, yeah, that came in through the transfer portal. You can also get all the news going on with Robert Morris hockey. All that right at DK Pittsburgh Sports. And listen to our podcast platform that you can get on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere. Podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star view with a positive comment. Those things help out the, the platform. From Chris Card and Dale Alley, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. DK's daily shots are right here on the podcast platform. Listen up to them.